Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. We are back in our Keene, New Hampshire-based studio, finally, after a lengthy stay at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And a lot of fun, as well, as I might add, as you probably heard, uh, if you listened to the last Four or five editions of Free Talk Live. We were there Wednesday through Saturday nights, uh, and it was just an absolute blast. So if you were there and we got to meet you, that was great. Thanks for coming out. I'm sure you had a good time because everyone I talked to, uh, that was one of the things I asked. You know, are you, are you enjoying yourself? Yes, absolutely. This is awesome. Uh, best time ever. All yeah. kinds of very positive responses. I heard the t- I heard the response epic more than once. I would say Epic is a, is a pretty accurate description of what was Porkfest this year. Now, Porkfest has always been a lot of fun for me because I enjoy getting together with other like-minded people and, and having a good time. And that's basically all that it is. In fact, this year it was over 800 people that I believe were officially registered for the event. The Porcupine Freedom Festival. Correct, which was up about 30% from the year prior. So an incredible uh, amount of growth. 30% is a big number for an, uh, for a festival like that. Uh, of course, there was a lot of growth in the area of the the products and services that were available. Uh, there was the new Agora Alley, which was very popular with all kinds of things, everything from silver for sale to T-shirts to uh, baklava uh, to all kinds of uh, home-cooked foods and things like that. It was just an absolute, absolutely amazing event. Crafts and uh, chachkas and things like that, too. Yeah, and uh, even illegal tattoos and stuff. So all, all of the things on Agora Alley were being sold without governmental permission and despite rumors that uh, something might happen to the people there, nothing did. No one was busted uh, throughout the entire weekend. There were some persistent rumors of a federal agent being present that really have, uh, I think that's probably the one real down note of the entire weekend. I think what was mostly uh, a very positive occasion for everyone there uh, for almost everyone there was there was one minor point, and for the person that uh, was being labeled as the Fed, this may not have been so minor for him. Uh, have you heard about this, Mark? What what happened? No, I don't. I haven't. All right. So I started hearing about this on Friday night when people were telling me about there's a there's a Fed. We think there's a Fed here. And well, the well, why do you think that? Well, because you know he's he's asking probing questions. Uh, you know, asking these questions of people that he's never met before, that kind of thing. Now, I can't give you the examples of the questions that were asked because, again, I was hearing this through the rumor mill, right? And so apparently these questions, whatever they were, were making people uncomfortable. And they, uh, th- that, that resulted in, in rumors being spread about this person th- who never, nobody really knew. Uh, he'd just shown up and was interested in the Free State Project, etc., and uh, then apparently during the Soapbox Idol event on Saturday night, which was one of the uh, most popular events, people the purpose behind it is to open up the mic, uh, let uh, anybody up there talk to, to rant essentially for three minutes, and then at the end the most popular wins and there's some sort of bragging rights that, uh, that the winner gets. And so somebody went up there during the, uh, the open mic segment and called this guy out, the alleged Fed, as being a federal agent. Now, of course, there's no real evidence for this, and so it, it probably was pretty inappropriate of the, that person uh, to go up there and, and, and do that in front of that crowd. But it was done, and as a result of that, uh, this particular individual who was being accused of being a Fed really had a, a pretty tough time. Okay. Uh, the allegations are that somebody went through his campsite, apparently invaded his you know, personal property on his campsite. 
probably shouldn't have done that. Okay. Uh, it's, that's, I find that particularly outrageous. Uh, apparently, people were shouting at him. And this was apparently confirmed by the people who were next door to him. So it wasn't just him claiming that he'd had his stuff uh, rifled through. Somebody who was next door uh, saw it happen. Okay. And uh, so aside from that, uh, apparently people were also yelling things at his campsite as they were walking by at nighttime. And this guy was pretty scared uh, by all that. I mean, he thought that he was going to get hurt by people. And he I felt threatened. I mean, I, I can yeah. see why someone would feel threatened in that circumstance. Yeah, Right. So uh, there, there have been a couple messages posted over the Free State Project Forum and the Free Keen Forum about this, essentially calling out the person who called out the alleged Fed and saying, look, what do you got to back this up? What, what do you have to, to back up your claims that this guy was a Fed. Now, if what I heard about him was true, then, you know, I think maybe either he is a Fed or he's just somebody who's socially awkward, which wouldn't be uncommon right. to the liberty movement. <laughs> right. Uh, I can understand somebody coming in. I and, bet you can. Yeah, and, and not really knowing how best to, uh, to create rapport with people and asking some questions that might have been a little too prying, maybe a little too personal. And I think that it's unfortunate that uh, that that had to happen, and I don't know what else to say about that besides that I think it's I think that number one it's it's sad that uh, the guy was called out without any real evidence uh, to the you know the fact the claim that he was a Fed, and I think that the response to what happened after that was really uh, just horrible. The idea that the guy's stuff, personal items, were rummaged through apparently, and uh, people were were saying awful things uh, toward him that. Certainly not a very welcoming uh, situation. Apparently, uh, Eric Voorhees, one of the activists, kind of took him under, you know, took, took him under his wing, so to speak, and, and went up and talked to him and spent some time with him later on uh, on the uh, Sunday when they, about, about 60 people from Porkfest came down to Keene and had an after party at, uh, at the local social Sundays that we do on a weekly basis. So it was a very big turnout, and the alleged Fed was there, and Eric was there talking to him. One of our listeners, a Free Talk Live amplifier, uh, talked to him, and he's the guy that posted the message with uh, the allegations of what happened to this uh, this Fed, the alleged Fed. Well, um, you know... When we when we on the show here talk about the ideas of this this future where uh, there won't be a coercive government where people aren't forced to do things, people are always concerned about uh, protection of the nation and 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 one of the things they're specifically concerned about is protection of individuals. Criminals will run rampant. Well, actually. You got it backwards. The fact is, um, you know, people do just fine protecting themselves from roving criminals. It's in fact the uh, the victim, the, the 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 criminal itself that needs to be protected from the roving people, because often people will come up with, you know, witch hunts are, are a great example. Um, they'll they'll go after people and, you know, with with a certain amount of evidence, but not enough evidence. And sometimes they're going to be right and sometimes they're going to be wrong. So, in fact, the criminal justice system was created largely to protect the the criminal, the, the person that is accused. The accused is probably mm-hmm. the best term. Rather than people. People say, oh, my God, without police, we'd be you know overrun with criminals. No, no. <laughs> without police, the criminals would be overrun with people. Okay. I'm not sure how that ties into the discussion of the, uh, the federal, well, this, federal this agent. This goes to show what happens when people who are operating outside of the system – don't have things in place in order to handle that. Yeah. You understand? Like, there's no system for handling someone who's accused of being a Fed at the pork fest. Uh, you know, right? The accusations flew. Uh, they were spread around. Rumors were flying all weekend as a result of this, and this guy had a really uncomfortable time at his first time 
visiting New Hampshire. Where overall, you know, 99.9% of this, uh, the, the people that were at Porkfest were having a blast. I mean, overall, yes. the event was a tremendous success, both uh, attendance-wise and I, I guess the, I'm sure the Free State Project did fine. They usually make a, a slight profit on these things. They certainly cover their costs. So it was great for most people. It's just that one guy. I mean, if he's not really a Fed, then I feel terrible for what, uh, what happened to him. And even if he was a Fed, maybe that's the wrong approach. I mean, whoever those people were that were uh, were taunting him, uh, trying to uh, to photograph him and things like that, uh, maybe they were were coming at things the wrong direction. Maybe well, maybe well, love would be a more appropriate approach. I, I, it's certainly always a good way to approach things, and you know, I think that uh, one should talk to the the accused as much as one can. But I mean, you know, it's difficult to know, and and. Um, and and this particular group, a large amount of them, look at ostracism as the way to go, right? Right, but you want to ostracize somebody once you know for a fact that they've actually done the alleged act. Sure. And and in this case, I I have to wonder, why is everybody so afraid of the feds? Oh, I can tell you, the feds were there. You were just wrong as to who they were. I mean, the, the, the fact are, I would I would uh, I would suspect that the, the the government agencies of all stripes have infiltrated to some extent or another the Free State Project, maybe and but, looking for people. But if they did, these guys are professionals. Come on. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to give them any credit, any more credit than is uh, is necessarily due. But I just want to know why everybody's so afraid of the Feds. Like, why are you afraid of them? Well, I want to expand on that in a moment. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there because they're totally free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click... And download right there on the front page going back for the first week. uh, It's right there on the front page. And then if you click into our podcast, you can go all the way back to the beginning of 2009 free for you. Freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk shows who want to charge you uh, to access their websites. We give it all away. Again, freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com is the world's largest, has the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs. Zenpex and X2s, they're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking, memory, and telecom accessory needs. I've got their stuff in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right. So we're talking about, I think, one of the most most controversial things that happened this year at Porkfest. I think which overall... overall right. This is the best we can come up with. This is There was a rumor spread. <laughs> well, it was more than just a rumor spread. It was a rumor writ large uh, because during the... I didn't hear about it. 
I'm surprised about it. You clearly weren't at I the heard soapbox that, idol. I, I heard somebody say something about it, and I didn't believe it, so I right. just went on. Well, I, I was glad that, you know, I'm glad didn't I didn't. Didn't this happen last year, too? I mean, doesn't this happen every time? Last year, there was a really creepy guy who was a, really suspicious, uh, and he was listening in on conversations and asking weird questions and would hide his face whenever someone would go to take a picture. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty weird to me, and the guy definitely had a creepy vibe about him. This guy this year that was the alleged federal agent, and again, we're talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which we just left, uh, was an absolute blast. But this year, the alleged federal agent was, um, I don't recall him. People told me, oh yeah, he met you. He came up and introduced himself to you, and like, I don't remember the guy, right? I mean, a couple hundred people probably introduced themselves to me uh, over the weekend, and so when people would try to describe him, it, it didn't ring a bell. So finally, on Sunday, somebody pointed out who he was, and I, I saw him at that, at that point, and this was after uh, the guy had been outed as a federal agent, alleged, uh, at the, the, the very popular Soapbox Idol event, which was attended by a couple hundred people. So this guy was outed as a, an alleged federal agent in front of a, a huge group of people, which had to be an incredibly uh, embarrassing thing for him. Indeed. Now, yeah. So I'm not going to just pawn this off as like a little minor issue. I, th- I think it's a pretty big issue. And now the uh, this is kind of uh, I guess it's getting a little bit bit larger. I mean, clearly we're talking about it here, but there's a, a thread over at the Free Keen Forum and the Free State Project Forum about this, essentially saying to the guy who called out the alleged Fed, "Hey, what are your reasons? What what is it that uh, that led you to believe this?" The rumors I'd heard was that he was asking uh, probing questions and and, uh, and kind of creeping people out for for some reason. But again, that could just be social awkwardness. That could just be somebody not really knowing how to uh, initiate a conversation or to to or slip up you know yeah. i mean it doesn't it, you, i mean it, it's one thing to uh to, to slip up another thing to be diagnosed as socially awkward so and apparently this guy was also uh hiding from cameras as last year's alleged fed a lot of people don't well. want to be photographed at pork fest yeah that doesn't that doesn't make much sense to me you're at a public pla- a public place or surrounded by cameras at a, a relatively social occasion seems silly that you wouldn't want to be uh be photographed but no, nonetheless uh, I think that uh, what I really want to know about this, and, and you can welcome to call in to to, uh, to, to tell how you feel. Why, why is it so important to figure out who the feds are? I mean, if you're not planning violence and you're not susceptible to be roped into planning violence, because we know that the feds typically come in somewhere and they uh, they make a relationship and then they start to suggest violent. That's uh, what's been accused options. at the, the G20 events over the weekend, right? I'd like to talk more about G20 here as uh, as well as uh, as things come come up. Uh, or as we continue on, but that seems to be one of their major tactics, is that they go in and they foment violence. They create uh, the idea for violence. They put it in people's heads, the susceptible, gullible types, and then the gullible types will attempt to uh, to move on those suggestions. And when they attempt to move on the violent suggestions, the feds bust them, and they uh, make it like they you know busted a big terrorist ring, when in fact they created the terrorist ring to, uh, alleged terrorist ring to begin with in the first place. Kind of how they do it, yeah. So aside from, uh, if you're not plotting violence against uh, the government people, then... It would seem the only other concern from the feds would be selling drugs. Now, there were some drugs being sold at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I certainly was smoking plenty of uh, cannabis there. I'm sure, inevitably, that someone was uh, was selling it. I and bought alcohol. That's a drug. Yeah, and who knows what else? And people were selling alcohol. I bought, without... caf- I bought a caffeinated beverage. That's right, drug and, and people were selling the alcohol without permits, I might add. Dear so, God, I had illegal alcohol? That's true. Uh, so, uh, again, it, pe- drugs were, were being sold... And so I can understand the concern of a drug dealer that you don't want to get mixed up with the feds, right? That makes sense. Uh, you're not hurting anybody. 
you're selling uh, products by consent to people who are consenting to purchase and use them. So I have no objection to people selling drugs. I think it's an important thing. But if you're a drug dealer, then you should know to be cautious. And there's nothing wrong with being cautious about weird new people. I mean, I was... uh, it was, I think it was a Thursday night or something like that, and I was hanging out with some, uh, some of the folks from the Keene area along the Agora Alley, and we were uh, smoking some cannabis there, and some couple guys walked up, and they started it just right off the bat, without generating any rapport or anything like that. None of us knew who they were. A couple guys walked up and started asking where they could buy some, some cannabis. Oh, yeah, you know, we came up here, and our friends told us we'd find some here, and we haven't found some yet. Uh, and you know we didn't want to bring it all the way up here from Florida, which is a fine story. Sure, sure, it makes sense. I, I wouldn't, I don't blame them. It makes more sense. It's a sensible thing to do. You come to the location and you hope to find it there rather than transport it across the country. That makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is coming up and asking somebody the first time you meet them, "Hey, where can we buy some weed?" Look, there's there was another uh, somebody who also was attending Porkfest for the first time who talked to me later on during the event who said, "Yeah, I came up here and uh, started walking around the campsites and within minutes I was offered to smoke some cannabis." Mm-hmm. So, it wouldn't have been hard for them to smoke some cannabis at the event. It might have been initially difficult for them to make whatever connection they would want to purchase it for themselves. Indeed. So, that kind of thing would weird me out if I was uh, if I knew and maybe I did know, but I certainly wasn't going to tell them who they could go and and buy cannabis from because that's just inappropriate. Sure. You don't come into you don't come into town that's and up start to somebody asking, to 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 choose to, you know, make that uh, you know, initiation yeah, on their own. After you've built rapport and you've shown yourself to be uh, trustworthy and that kind of thing. So a, a drug dealer is going to be cautious about these things no matter what. But aside from plotting violence and busting, you know, plotting, uh, arresting people plotting violence and arresting drug dealers, what else would it be that the feds would be so scary in regards to? Do you have any idea, Mark? I mean, I'm, you're the oh, only one here right now. They, I, I can only say that they they probably be uh, persona non grata. And that is, you know, probably what the largest issue is. Persona non grata. What does that mean? Somebody who's, uh, you know, uh, no one's happy to, to have they're, around. They're on the outs, basically. Yeah. They're not wanted. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and that's, you know, ostracizing somebody for their job, I think, okay, whatever. I think that it makes more sense to approach them and say uh, and have a conversation with them and, and try to, you know, at least help them understand the ideas of freedom. I mean, that could be useful down the line. We certainly had people convert from uh, being status to loving freedom. So why not convert the Fed or the alleged Fed or whatever? But it, that, I'm just trying to think up. What else? If could the ideas be... are so good, it shouldn't be that hard, right? Right. Right. What else could people be so paranoid about, though? Am I missing something? Because the feds aren't going to bust somebody for selling alcohol without a permit. That seems more like a local thing. Doesn't so seem likely. It would seem to be a, they'd be looking for a, a drug dealer or a possible terrorist. And this, and what am I missing? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Or is it just that it's fun to play spot the fed? Because if that's the case, then maybe it should stop. Because it hurts, it hurts somebody's feelings and possibly drove them away from the Free State Project. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us 
on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include our bulletin board system, over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. It is virtually unmoderated, so do beware as you uh, visit the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with other people there that listen to the show. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Talking about the one really controversial uh, issue that uh, cropped up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which overall was an incredibly uh, positive event that I think left a really good impression on a lot of people, at least from the folks that I talked to, who were so excited to be up in New Hampshire visiting here and seeing that this is a real movement full of people that love freedom and that are they're willing to actually do something about it. So... Please go to Porkfest2010.com to learn more about the event that we just went through. The 2011 dates are already set, June 23rd through 26th. Those are the official dates. I've already locked in my campsite. and I know uh, you have. Yep, and it'll be a good idea for you to do that, too. If you you enjoyed your time this year, uh, you probably want to lock it down as soon as possible because (laughs) it's likely that uh, they all sold out this year. The tent sites sold out. The RV sites didn't quite sell out, but they were selling RV sites as tent sites, basically, because there's so much demand for uh, for tent sites. Yeah, and the RV sites are just a little farther out, and they're bigger and a little farther out, so you know, right. and there's, tent sites are, are more enviable. Right, and the RV sites, I don't think, have much uh, shade, if I'm not mistaken. It's yeah, that sounds right. Just open areas. So it was, a, it was a blast. I had a great time and looking forward to doing it all over again next year and it getting bigger and, and more popular, but there's one thing that uh, that really i think that needs to end and that is the the spot the fed game uh because it there's this guy that was there this year that was being alleged as being a federal agent may have just been socially awkward may have just been you know not really good at talking to people and or maybe unsure of what questions are the right questions to ask folks in order to uh, to build rapport i can't blame him for that i i can understand it uh, luckily, I don't have to be in his position because I'm already well known, if you will, within the community. But it's got to be difficult to come into a group of people you don't know in advance, uh, and to come into that group and uh, and and be you know try to create connections and and meet people. Now, it might be a little easier, and this is you know a suggestion for those of you out there that consider yourselves a little socially awkward. Here's a suggestion: plug into the community online in advance first. Go to the Free State Project forums, maybe make some posts there, or the Free Keen forums, or something like that. Go to nhfree.com. There are different forums here in New Hampshire, which are populated by the uh, the very activists that you will be meeting in person when you go to an event like the Liberty Forum or the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And then do some level of interacting online, so at least you'll know, oh, you're so-and-so from the forum. We had a talk on the forum and yeah. it's something it's it's not a whole lot but it's it gives you some sort of level of a basis to uh, to create a relationship on yeah you know i the one thing about this that that kind of uh you know leaves me wondering is is uh you know if if i were if i were in this circumstance and people were as the uh, awkward as the guy, fed guy as the, uh, the alleged fed the, the alleged fed guy um and uh being you know cajoled and and taunted you know what would keep me there in Lancaster, New Hampshire, at a place where I did not feel welcome? I don't know. That's a good question. Why like wouldn't I'd, you just? I pack up my stuff, pack, roll up my tent, and say, "All right, screw these people. I'm out of mm-hmm. here." I mean, these people. If I wasn't a Fed, if I was a Fed, maybe I would feel obligated to stick around and see what I could learn. Although there wouldn't be much you could learn at that point as a Fed, because well, you'd been outed publicly. What? 
And so who's going to trust you? At that my point? job's my job, right? I suppose. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't a Fed. Some, some were suggesting he might have been an informant. You know, like somebody that the feds busted and said, hey, we'll go easy on you if you go to this pork fest. Sure, this is all, it's all speculation, right? I mean, it's just, it's all so odd. It is uh, very odd. And, and, you know, this is, and I agree with you that the spot the fed game has no benefit. However, the, um, I do think that there are people that work for the government. I mean, the government has infiltrated all kinds of groups. I see no reason in the world why they wouldn't have infiltrated, um, you know, the, uh, the Free State Project. I mean, it's a project essentially to downsize the government. Many of them want to see the state of New Hampshire secede from the union. Many of them want no government at all. So I can totally see why they would have infiltrated. And sure. I, I don't believe that, uh, I, th- I don't believe that, um, that that you're going to be any good at spotting these people. Though. That's what I don't believe. I think that they're better at it than 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 the people that believe they can spot feds give them credit. So yeah. I think that they're there, and I don't think you're you're spotting them. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think about. And that's what ab- my handlers at the CIA told me. To say. <laughs> I don't know what to think about people's ability to spot feds. I think that there's some interesting observations that have been made about these people, like you know, hiding from cameras. That's really strange behavior, especially amongst a group of people. I don't that think. I don't think so. I mean, fully armed with cameras. Well, yes, it's it's a group of people that like cameras, but there's you know, some people don't want their pictures taken. They're about privacy. I find, that, I find that weird. If you're about privacy, you shouldn't be at a campground full of a thousand people with with video cameras. That part is a little strange to me. But then again, to they want they want to com- commune it, with people that believe like they do too. It, it was last year that the alleged uh, the alleged Fed last year was the one hiding from cameras, and that's what I'd heard about the alleged Fed this year. But then he came out to uh, Keen's Social Sundays. We have this app. We had this after party, the biggest Social Sundays of the year. Uh, over 60 people, I think, showed up for it, which was great. It was a lot of fun. So he came out to that, and then there was a nightcap later on at uh, later on at night in Keene Central Square, where about about 30 people, which is another record-setting uh, event, about 30 people were hanging out and smoking and uh, doing a little open container disobedience in the park, and the alleged Fed had himself an open container and was drinking from it, and he well, he's had not going to get charged for it, and he had uh, he had he was smoking cannabis as well. So, I mean, to that end, at least he was engaging in some of the common activities found by the uh, the activists. Uh, I don't know. Are, are undercover operatives allowed to uh, to do that sort of How thing? How would I know? I, I don't know either. As far as I can tell, they can go in your house and, uh, you know, put a, a keystroke counter on your computer without uh, without giving you any kind of notification. So as far as I'm concerned, they can do anything they want. Well, if this guy really was a Fed, then, uh, then I think the best thing to do would be to just simply have the – if you're going to have a rumor spread, that should be as far as it goes. Yelling something at this guy, which was the allegation that happened to him, that, that all night long people were passing by his campsite and – and yelling horrible things at him. He allegedly slept the night with his hand on his gun because he was afraid of what people might do to him. Going through his campsite, rummaging through his tent, I mean, that's un- absolutely uncalled for. Sure. I mean, uh, the, the behavior of these people that were considering him a, a fed, some of these people, is, is absolutely uncalled for. And I, I, find it, I, would, uh, I would find it embarrassing if I knew somebody who we were, should treat our feds better. were engaging in a behavior like that. So anyway, that's all I have to say about it. It's, I agree. It's something that is kind of a controversy that has sort of exploded, I think, after the fact. And anyway, that's that. Would love to have your thoughts at 800-259-9231. But I would suggest, just finally, don't be afraid of the feds unless you're plotting violence. Then you've got something to be afraid of. Uh, or unless you're susceptible to those ideas. If, if somebody comes up to you and starts talking about, hey, why don't we overthrow the government with violence? Yeah, you can pretty much bet that they're either crazy or they're a fed.
because you'd have to be crazy to, uh, to, you know, to essentially take that position. And I took that position in the past, so I was crazy at that time. Um, but yeah, I don't, a, I don't know if I go for crazy, but um, it's a nutty position to take because it's a position that isn't going to work, and right. they need to be talked to about it. Yeah, it's it's not pragmatic, and it will just result in you being labeled as a violent nut job after you've been murdered uh, in retaliation by the the various different government agencies. So. Either there's somebody who is confused about methods of how to achieve liberty, or they're a federal agent attempting to rope you into doing some sort of violent act so they can arrest you. Yeah. If that's the case, then, yeah, it'd be a good idea to start saying, hey, this guy's suggesting violence. Look out for this guy. Maybe, maybe he's a fed. I wouldn't have a problem with a with, with word like that spreading around, because you want to be careful of, uh, of certain people. I, th- that I understand. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like the rumors spreading was very valuable in any way because rumors – you've played the telephone game when you were a kid, surely, where you pass the message along to one person and they pass it along to another person. And by the time it gets around a circle, it's completely changed from its original well, form. When I heard the Fed rumor at Porkfest, I'd heard that he had been – he had laughed, tail between his legs. So Interesting. It didn't uh, – yes, that, that happened, yeah. the whole telephone game thing. So 1-800-259-9231. Hey, this guy's weird. Don't sell drugs to him. You know, that's not a terrible thing to say, right? To just give somebody a heads up on a suspicious character. But to out him publicly, I think that was a mistake. Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live. We'll get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You can represent yourself in your next court case. Jurisdictionary.com explains to you how to use the rules step by step, how to fill out forms, get evidence, move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, etc. It's all there. It was created by a lawyer, as a matter of fact, a doctorate of jurisprudence who wants to, you to know how to protect yourself from other members of his profession. It's designed so that the average 8th grader can grasp it in less than 24 hours study time. It's, uh, they're the leader in, in lawsuit self-help since 1997. It's jurisdictionary.com. I have taken the course. I do think it's a great idea for you to, uh, to use it. And um, go check them out at jurisdictionary.com. When you do buy the course, please be sure to use the pull-down menu and mention Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue your calls. Uh, go to Shaniqua, listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Shaniqua, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, is this Art Bell show? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were, you could possibly be listening uh, to WVTS, considering we're not on there until 9 o'clock yet. Oh, I messed up, fellas. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm listening on the Internet, but I'm so used to listening to the VTS. You know, I just said that. All right, so what's on your mind tonight? Well, I want to tell you a story about violence. I mean, I'm not usually too much of a violent person, but, uh, well, 
I woke up one morning got a helicopter flying over top of my house, and I, I got real worried about my crops up in the woods, you know. <laughs> okay. So, well. Special crops. I, mean, I, I ain't going to start violence over a little bit of, you know, stuff like that, but I walked outside, and now this is hand on the Bible right here. Now, I ain't lying to y'all. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you, you one. Lie. I mean, I walked out, and there was a black helicopter. I mean, as, as black as night. And it had fellers in all black, you know, hanging out of it. They had night vision on and all. Or my, I don't know, it was thermal maybe. I ain't Uh-oh. sure what it was. That's scary. Pretty sure they were searching for aliens. <laughs> now, Did you have any? I've seen, well, I've seen aliens in the area. Mm-hmm. Now, this ain't no joke. I mean, they... when I was a kid, we seen two when I was hunting with my daddy. Now, were they, were they, do you think the aliens were after your crops? Well, no, that ain't what it is at all. I'm pretty sure that on my grandma's side, I am part alien. <laughs> really? How's that, yeah, how's that work old, out for you? Meaning you're... I know it sounds ridiculous, but she was took up in a space saucer, and she never had sex before this, and she ended up having a kid after that. Damn. Now, so you're one-fourth alien, then, is what you're suggesting. Well, that's pretty much what I'm getting at. Wow. And now, if them fellers get a hold of me... Now, they ain't going to just take me up and just say, well, put me in prison for a few years. They're going to cut me up, fellers. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what could they put you in prison for? That's I mean, right. Well, it's like not a crime to be an alien. Myself. I was thinking about just paying you for a little uh, vial of your blood so I could sell it to them. Now, what is it? That ain't going to happen, fellers. I mean, if I'm going to fight them, you know. Tell me, tell me something, though. I mean, you're claiming to be uh, one-fourth alien. What is it like? I mean, how does, it, how does being a quarter alien manifest itself? I mean, there are certain traits that, that people can inherit from, uh, from family members that, uh, you know, have different races, if you will, than their, uh, the majority of their family members. So what sort of traits have you inherited? Oh, not much. I mean, I can see in the dark a little bit, and I can kind of read people's <laughs> thoughts sometimes, but nice. generally just when they want to bear something, I mean, it ain't too much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get the urge to yes. probe people? Probe people? Probe, probe, probe. probe. probe pit. No, not too hard. Well, maybe my wife, but I mean, that's, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's not unusual. <laughs> wow, I love it. That's fantastic. So what else did you want to share? Uh, that was about it. I mean, you know, the UFO story when I was a kid's a pretty good one, but I might well, save that for another one, y'all. Well, wait a minute. Actually, I'm confused. What did they do? I mean, you looked outside, you saw the helicopter and the guys in it, you said they were looking for aliens, so they weren't there to bo- bother you. Do they know that you're a quarter alien? Well... They might, well, I'm not sure if they know or not. I mean, we had just seen stuff in the area before, and they must have been here looking. It's all I can figure. I mean, we geared up. I, me and a buddy was here, and we got every single gun in my house and, and, you know, loaded it up, and we was ready to go. I mean, it was. But they never did come. I guess they don't really know is what I'm getting at, you know. All right, man. Well, hey, Shaniqua, I appreciate the call. Thank you for that. 800-259-9231. He's great. I like that guy. He's uh... The open-ended question about what the traits were was a real question that could have tripped him up, and he handled it really well. In fact, he even made made made, made us laugh on it. So yeah, it's good, good crank call eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the Sakel CAI toll free. You line. only say it's crank call because it was aliens. Now, if it had been Bigfoot, that'd have been a different story. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can bring up absolutely anything that might happen to be on your mind. Mark, any other uh, reflections from the Porcupine Freedom Festival here while that's been the majority of our discussion? You know, all I can say is I had a really great time. It's, it's hard to... What about to, the family? My, uh, Laura and Jack came up? Sure. Um, Jack you know, had, a, had a great time. He's two and a half, and, and there's a lot of playground equipment. 
lots and lots and lots of kids uh, yeah. his age, a little older that he could, and of course younger, lots of children there um, that he could play with. There were lots of wives uh, that that Laura was able to talk to. Stefan Molyneux's wife and, mm-hmm. and her get along very well. She has a friend named Susan who's a wife of a, another mover, and she's a mover obviously also. Um, and so she had she had friends to talk to, and, and that. It made for a great event. There's she and she liked the fact that there was all this great food, and oh, by the way, there were uh, agorist uh, chiropractic adjustments going on. That's right. That's and one, she yeah. had three adjustments because she liked wow. the guy so much the way he you know did it. <laughs> and uh, you know he's he's one of these guys that'll listen to feedback. So she's like, oh, okay, push here, rub here, do this. It, it you know it right. it looks like a game of twister by the time she's done. Yeah, I, I thought it was just overall it was a fantastic event. Uh, there wasn't really much of a black mark uh, on the uh, the entire event from the the whole alleged Fed thing, uh, because during the event it was just a lot of fun. It was an absolute blast, and apparently a guy a guy got naked. Did you hear about that? No, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it was that was a, a definite first for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It was on stage actually during the, uh, the uh, during the final event on Saturday night, and I did I wasn't there for it, but somebody came up to the studio later and showed me the the video playback <laughs> of it. Uh, but there was this guy up there, and he was talking about you know you need to be yourself, and so he pulls off his uh, pants. He was already topless. Pulls off his pants and whips them into the crowd. <laughs> and then he continued speaking on something. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone could tell what he was talking about after his pants came off. But Indeed. He didn't win, by the way. He didn't win the contest. Oh. It was actually Catherine Bleich who, uh, who won the contest. We've had her on this program before. She, uh, she gave a rousing speech about how uh, she's changed since she's come up to New Hampshire. As, she can do that. She's, uh, uh, she's quite a speech giver, that gal. Yeah, and uh, she, she definitely deserved to win because uh, it, was, it was really great. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of video, I'm sure, has been taken and will end up popping up online. I don't know where the central hub for that sort of stuff will end up being, if it's going to be porkfest2010.com or not. But certainly, you going to YouTube and looking for Porkfest 2010 would be a good way to find some footage of what went on. You can search, and people will have it on their sites, too. You can search with startpage.com and uh, be able to come up with something that way, too. Absolutely. One of the the things I wish I could have gone to, but I missed, because I was at Mark Stevens, I was at his uh, event all day on Friday, was Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. I mean, we talked a lot about it here on Free Talk. I hear there were pole dancing lessons given. There was there was a pole dancing contest. I'm not maybe lessons were given as well, okay. but there was a a contest, and our listener Doug from Minnesota won the contest. Sweet, yeah. How cool is that? He had a he had a lovely sash that he won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's tough yeah. to be the bearded guy with the buff body winning the pole dancing contest. Uh, apparently, it wasn't tough. Uh, apparently, he ran away with it. And I mean, I guess Michelle He's quite Seven, a pole dancer. Michelle Seven and another listener of ours and her daughter were apparently doing like a mother daughter uh, pole dance thing, but uh, that wasn't good enough to uh, to defeat Doug from wow. Minnesota. And Michelle Seven's a nice-looking lady, too. Oh, yes. So. Yeah, there, there are pole dancing pictures. Look those up on uh, starpage.com, too. Yeah, clearly it's not all about uh, being an attractive woman in order to win the pole dancing contest, which I think is good. I think that's a good thing. So, so much uh, that, had, uh, that had transpired. Of course, Sam was there uh, from ObscuredTruth.com, and he got a lot of great footage. And uh, don't forget the, uh, the signing of your uh, Declaration of Independence for Porcupine for People. I haven't forgotten that. I'm glad you brought it up. The, uh, the sovereign... The, the, uh, the Shire Society Declaration. We made history on Saturday night. I hope uh, when this declaration—it's only signed. history if it amounts to anything. Well, I think it, it certainly amounted to enough for people to put their names on it. They felt good enough about it to where lots and lots we, of people signed it. Yeah, we filled up two full sheets of, uh, of people's names, and I know that uh, Sam from ObscuredTruth.com and Meg are going to be working on getting those up 
in uh, PDF form, and we're going to put it online. And when that's available, we'll certainly let you know about it because a lot of people wanted to wanted to be there and they wanted to to sign it, and they're going to be able to sign it later on down the line. All right, so 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've got other things to discuss tonight besides what happened at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Our friend uh, Barry Cooper is apparently holed up right now in his house uh, after his wife has been arrested outside her home. Oh, jeez. We'll uh, give you the latest on that situation uh, as it's apparently developing as we speak. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up absolutely anything as hour number two comes up here in Moments Plus. A new study has been done on cannabis and driving performance. We've told you about this uh, these studies before, and now there's a fresh one. We'll uh, show you what they revealed in, the, in Moments. Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, All right. So we're going to take your phone calls about anything. Go to the phones and the fun. Mike is in Kansas City, and then we'll give you an update on Barry and Candy Cooper. Uh, She's been arrested today. We'll let you know what's going on. Uh, Mike in Kansas City, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Yes. You're on yes. the air. Uh, yes, I was, uh, wanted to talk. Talk about right that. into that phone. I'm sorry. It yes, I want little... to talk about the recession. Great. Go ahead. And the recession is that they, these people, the government, uh, don't want to spend the money. I think they should cut everybody's uh, credit by 80%, which Ooh. will give the credit people. Some people got low interest credit. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused already with what you're saying. Whose credit are they cutting? I'm saying the, the comedy people's credit people that got bad credit that they can go out there and get businesses that can re-housing people before they can get started getting affordable jobs people that can invest into these businesses that they need because the economy is really at a downfall right now because uh everybody's in debt and stuff like this i think they should not cut all the credit but credit about 80 percent of people that have you're saying the government doesn't give credit uh, companies give credit i'm saying the companies that people that they give the credit People that's already in debt, they should wipe their credit out by 80%. Well, oh, you're talking about wipe their debt out? Yes, by 80%. Okay, well, there's the difference between uh, debt and credit. You, you, get, you get into debt because you've been taking credit uh, from you know, different companies and things like that. So you're saying that the people that are in debt, they should just be given a pass, uh, 80% pass, essentially. Yes. Now, what would well, be, why, why would they want to do something like that? Why would these companies do that? I mean, these folks have been in an agreement with a credit card company, for instance. We use credit cards as an example because those tend to have pretty outrageous interest rates. Uh, these people entered into an agreement with the credit card company knowing in advance what the rates were. To, and, rebu- to reboost the economy. Well, isn't the economy been crashed by the government's involvement, yeah. um, involvement with banks and things like that? Why would, say— Why would the government do it then? What's that? 
The government should do it. But the government doesn't have, uh, didn't extend the credit. Your idea um, isn't that great, is what I'm telling you. The, if the government really wants to boost the economy, what they'll tell them is, hey, everybody from uh, to, you know June the 28th, 2010, till June the 27th, 2011, there's going to be no income tax on... Corporate income tax, uh, you know, personal income tax, nothing. Go they out there and rebuild free, the economy. They give money out for free anyway. That's one of the problems is that they're giving money to the, uh, the, co- the corporations, uh, the military-industrial complex. They're giving but they're money not to really the giving – If we're the they, ones paying for this, then they should be giving it to us, don't I, you think? I, I understand what you're saying, but you can't actually give money away. You can give away the, the bills and the numbers, but money only represents value. And so when you take um, the money and increase the, the number of them by turning on the printing press, then you only decrease the value of the bill itself. So when you say that the government's giving out money, they, they – they are, but they, you know, at, at I mean, the same time. They did that time, to the penny, didn't they? What's that? They did that to the penny, didn't they? What do you mean? The, Back in the days, the penny used to be a value, but now it ain't nothing. Uh, now it costs more to make a penny than it does uh, for the penny to than the penny's worth. And the reason for that is because is because people thought it was a good idea for the government to hand out money. Right, because when the government prints money or they increase numbers in a computer and they they inflate the money supply, it makes. The uh, it makes the value of the money that you have in your pocket uh, worth less and less. That's one of the biggest problems. If you want to help the economy, uh, the government's control of money needs to go away. Money needs to be returned to the marketplace, and we need to have competing currencies that are backed by various things like uh, silver and gold and things like that in the marketplace. That's one of the best ways to help people. If you just go in and you say to everybody that's got credit card debt or uh, or a home loan or something like that, okay, sure. You no longer have to pay. Uh, you only have to pay 20% of what you owe. You don't have to pay uh, 100%. I don't think that's going to – first of all, it's not going to solve the, the main issues that we talked about with inflation. Those are the real problems. But as far as the American people's uh, concerned, that's not going to solve their ability to – that's not going to help them with their problems with debt. Because there are two separate issues here. There's the, the Federal Reserve and its financial meddling that's causing major problems uh, with the economy. And then there's the other issue of, of the American people having this consumer mentality of, I need to have the biggest TV and the, you know, the fastest car and brand new, brand new, this and that, and this and that. And they put it all on a credit card. And, and then, then they can't pay it. Right. And then they can't pay it. So just coming to them, you come to an irresponsible person and you say, okay, now you don't have to be responsible for 80% of what you were responsible for. For, is not going to teach them to be responsible in the future. So the only way for them to really be taught uh, responsibility with their finances is for them to learn it themselves through the arduous and difficult process of digging themselves out bit by bit at a time of the hole they've dug themselves into. I mean, we're getting these people out in these cars, ain't we? we I mean, the car uh, people like... Uh, GMC, we got them out, or I mean, whatever you want to call it. The other, sure. I mean, the car. There have been a lot of mistakes out. made. I get it. I absolutely get it. It is unfair, and it's not. It's not the right thing. But you don't solve that problem by making more unfair judgments. What if I don't have credit card debt, and you decide to forgive eighty percent of that other guy's credit card debt? Where are they going to get the money from? From the value that I've got in the bank, or from uh, you know income tax that I've got to pay to the federal government. I don't want that. Right, because the company that made the new 60-inch widescreen television that that guy got into debt for has gotten paid by that credit card company. The, the, whoever it is, that, you know, if, you, if you go to Best Buy and you buy a 60-inch widescreen television and then you don't pay the credit card company, 
Well, that's okay for Best Buy because they've already gotten the money from the credit card company. The credit card company then goes after you by right of subrogation to mm-hmm. uh, to get the money out of you. But if they just wave that away, that's like you're saying, Mark. That money's got to come from somewhere to pay off those uh, companies. So, uh, but the one one of the other things I disagree with you on, uh, Mike, is that you said we forgave you know the the debt for these companies. I didn't forgive anything. It was the uh, the United States federal government that's uh, that did those bailouts, and I agree that, with Mark that they were wrong. U.S. taxpayers have to pay it. Don't you think we more are the the people more based on itself instead of instead of we should be based on each other? That, I, mean, well, I don't understand I mean, your question. Can you rephrase? What I mean it? by that is like people is more off of itself instead of for the people. You know what I'm saying? For about us. No, I, don't, I, don't I still don't understand. Everybody. You're saying that people are selfish? Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's okay. What that's I'm what's wrong with that? I mean, what's wrong with taking care of yourself? How can you take care of someone else if you haven't taken care of yourself first? First, I mean, we need to come together on this recession. And uh, really bite down on it and try to. But don't you mean by that that I should pay your bills? Isn't that what you're saying? I'm not trying to say you should pay my bills. I'm trying to say that we should all come together. That people. Hello. Hello. He's gone. (sighs) Yeah. Look, the the whole issue of selfishness. I understand selfishness gets a real bad rap out there. You don't want to be selfish. You need to take care of people. Oh, I'm ag- I agree with taking care of people that need help. I have no, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing selfless about it. It's selfish. Everything you do right. is but selfish. But to go after the rich people that have somehow managed to accumulate for themselves, whether it was by providing a good or service in the marketplace that people wanted, being related to somebody who provided a good and service in the marketplace that people wanted, or you know, winning the lottery or whatever, going after the rich people, taking all their money and giving it to a bunch of people who clearly have proven that they can't handle money that is not being selfless that's being stupid yeah i I just want to talk a little bit further about the idea of selfishness uh it's it's ludicrous you have to be selfish if you aren't selfish who's going to take care of you if you don't if you're not selfish then uh you know how are you going to get fed you've got to take care of yourself before you can help other people and uh, there's a there's an interesting point that the Abraham Hicks people, uh, Esther Hicks, makes on this, and uh, and that is that you know if you want to uh, to provide others with abundance, then how can you get to that by not having abundance for yourself first? And I'm I'm, I'm I miss I don't know if I'm paraphrasing it effectively here, but the idea being that if it's a good thing to help other people, and I think it is, you have to be okay in your own life before you can help somebody else. I mean, what good am I going to be? How am I going to uplift other people and enrich their lives by making myself poor? How is that going to help? How am I going to be able to help somebody coming from a position of having nothing in the, in the first place? There's very little that I can do for someone else unless I have something for me first. Unless I have a home to live in and a, you know, a place to stay and a, and a career and, and money coming in, I can't do much for charity. I gave $1,000 to the... Uh, the United Way last year. I couldn't have given anything if I didn't have anything to give in the first place. So I had to take care of me first before I could take care of somebody else. Does that make sense? How could you? 1-800-259-9231. But in order to take care of me, I have to be selfish. And when I want to help other people, I'm doing it for selfish reasons. That's okay, too. We'll talk about it coming up. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. 
And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. As we uh, get back into another week of things as usual on this program, after having spent a good half of our week at the Porcupine Freedom Festival last week, it was absolutely a blast. Looking forward to the next one. But first, Liberty Forum comes up uh, before Porkfest does, so we're looking forward to that as well. It's always fun to get out and, and, and meet folks, and especially if we don't have to leave New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I had to leave New Hampshire. I went through Vermont to get there. You did. I see. Enemy territory. So uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, we're going to continue here. We're talking about selfishness. And it was prompted into this discussion by a caller who suggested that the solve to the problems of the economy is to waive people's debt. For the credit card companies to just say, poof, you don't have to pay 80% of the thousands of dollars that you owe. And that's not going to do anything to help people uh, become more fiscally responsible. Well, I, I, I would, uh, you know, I guess in comparison to what I saw the government do, I think that perhaps his idea might not be might not be worse. Do you know? However, you mean if the government were to bail out people's credit cards, no. If the government were to bail out people's credit cards and say bailing bailing out uh, Chrysler, GM, uh, insurance companies, and uh, and and banks all across the board, I'd say that's a minor step better than bailing right. out. But the big that's corporations. what I'm saying. Is is I everybody has their little plan here, and their plans may be better than the government's plans. However. None of them go and strike the root of the problem. They're just hacking at the branches. Yeah, and it's important to uh, to do that, to strike the root. But it's, I also think it's important to talk about selfishness because it gets a real bad rap. There's a common conversation out there in American society about, and maybe further than American society, but, but around here, you know, people will talk about how bad it is to be selfish. Well, why? Now, I could understand that if you were being selfish to the point where, you know, you weren't feeding your child at nighttime, yeah, that could be bad. I, I can see that there would be some some detriment there, but in general, you can't live your life without being selfish. It's impossible. You'll starve to death. You have to be selfish in order to take care of yourself, and in order to take care of others who you want to help, you have to take care of yourself to the point where you can offer something to others. If you have nothing to offer, then what good are you? And I don't mean you have to have money to offer. You can always have time and things like that. But in order to have time to offer people, you generally have to have money as well. I mean, a lot of people don't have time to volunteer at, in, uh, in volunteer positions because they're busy working because they've got to pay bills and, and that sort of thing. So there's, there's really no way to get around being selfish in your life. In, ma- in fact, many people volunteer for selfish reasons. They, now, they're not going to tell themselves that. They may very well tell themselves that. Well, most people won't because there's this conversation about why being selfish is bad. And so people have this conversation instead about, well, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to uh, or, or because people deserve to be helped. But it's because you want to help them. It's because you feel good when you help them. And that's OK. It's OK to feel good from uh, from those things. It's OK to feel positive about uh, about going out and volunteering. You're doing it for you and you're doing it for them. Otherwise, if you weren't, if it wasn't good for you in a feeling, positive feeling sort of way, you wouldn't go and do it. I mean, how many people go out and volunteer at positions that they absolutely deplore? 
just doesn't happen. Right. I mean, there's there's all kinds of jobs out there that really stink. You don't see people vo- volunteering for those. That would make the world better. No, they want to work for those jobs. I mean, there's deplorable jobs out there that people don't like. They talk about how they hate their jobs, but they're in it because the, it pays them. And so they're in it for selfish reasons. Everything you do is uh, is coming from a position of this will make me feel good or this will stop me from feeling bad. And many people volunteer for positions uh, that will benefit them in the future. Many uh, people who are volunteering in your volunteer fire departments, mm-hmm. those are young men who wish to make a career of fire department work to be firefighters. People who volunteer as candy stripers at uh, hospitals want to make a career as nurses or doctors or whatever it is that they, they want to do um, uh, you know, at the hospital. I'm sure they have some better term than candy striper these days. And, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of people, uh, you know, radio interns, volunteer at the mm-hmm. radio stations because they want to be disc jockeys. So I think that pretty much uh, puts that that discussion away at this point. I, I, I think that there, there's no way that you can say you aren't selfish. And anybody who's saying anybody who touts how selfless they are is being selfish. If you're out there talking about how great you, you know, oh, I'm such a selfless volunteer. Look at how much time I spend. I've never heard anyone say that. Volunteer efforts. Well, no, most people aren't going to brag about it. But there, there is that mentality out there. Oh, I'm, I'm so selfless. It's a, it is a virtue to be selfless. You know, this is the idea. But it's impossible to be selfless. You're inherently you, and you're inherently doing things that are good for you. And that's okay. It's not something that you need to shy away from. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue with your call. Steve in Canada, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how you doing tonight, guys? Steve, what's on your mind? Uh, well, the last gentleman that called in talking about uh, knocking down the debt of people, you know, it sounds crazy, but here, here's a premise I thought about at the time of all the bailouts going out. Had the U.S. government taken every dollar, trillions of dollars in bailout money that went out to every one of their buddies and mailed out a check of an equal amount to every taxpayer in the United States, okay, whether they had debt or not, totally irrelevant, but just send out a check, okay, you got 200 million people that were on uh, that paid taxes or 100 million, whatever it happens to be, people that filed taxes, send out that equivalent amount that they paid out to all their buddies on Wall Street and the car companies and everything else like that to bail them out. Then those people got the checks in the mail, paid down debt, right? And, and you know, you'd have the odd one that uh, paid out, uh, you know, that went out and partied with it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it'd still stimulate the economy one way or the other. So those people that didn't have a lot of debt got the bonus of extra money that they could set aside for their kids' education or spend stuff, put it into the economy. But, but, but it those, really is an illusion that it would stimulate the economy because the money came from the economy in the first place. In order to get that money to hand out to people, anyway. they had to devalue the currency. It did anyway. It's all on the taxpayers' back anyhow, whether, you know, so it doesn't matter they printed it out of thin air, and now they've. Well, put no, no, no. Some You're right. They printed the it out. The money back. came from the same place, whether it went to the corporations or to individuals. But I'm telling you that that's not going to to help the economy in the long run. Plus, the fact paying down debt doesn't stimulate the economy. So, no, if, but what would have made a difference is that the bankers needed the bailout. The, all these car companies needed the bailout. The money would have come back to them. And people paying down their debt. The, the, almost an equal amount probably would have ended up in the banks and in the car companies' coffers, ultimately, 
had the government just sent that money out, you know, not, not exactly, but it, sure. I mean, it's, here's the it's, here's it's the nice it, premise. It would never happen. In I, the real I agree world, that you're right. Um, and and I and I did try to pay homage to the idea that there are better and worse plans under this sort of Keynesian economics philosophy. But what, remember, what the biggest flaw here is is that every time you do something like that, you increase in people's m- minds their dependence upon government to solve these problems. Yes, the, but government caused the problem. This but, is this is something that you guys haven't touched on. We haven't touched on the government causing the economic uh, dern- downturn? No, not not since I've been listening anyway. Okay, we've touched on I, plenty. How, how long have you been I mean, listening? Right, the, the ec- no, downturn's been going on for a I've couple of years. I've been listening for years. I just want to touch upon this in case you got a couple new listeners, which I know you do. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, we'll come back with more. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so include uh, so enjoy those, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can see that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. And like the rest of our website, it's totally free. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And hey, since we're talking about debt, perhaps you might just own or know someone who does a company that's struggling to collect money from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. Because you didn't get into business to be a debt collector. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, that's SACL CAI. Let's continue here with your phone calls about what you want. The imp formerly known as Coily is on the line. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, hi there, guys. Well, hi there. What's on your mind? How are you doing? I'm the imp formerly known as Coily. What, what is that? Why are you formerly known as Coily? Well... As I've been traveling around the world, I realize that most people understand the importance of springs nowadays. I've done my job well. That's true. You are a co- for- formerly Coily, a character from a, a, a an old film, right? An, an old uh, was an old movie. Mark, we we saw that later on, didn't we? The the Coily. Oh, right. I don't remember. I, I know I've seen it. I somebody showed me the. Uh, it was Dale. Dale actually showed me uh, the Coily piece. He happened to have it. It's like an old, in, like a industrial kind of uh, film where a character named Coily kind of pops out and starts showing a uh, a guy how important springs are and how many things that springs are in that he might not have realized. So well, why did you, why did you I'm become an? Formerly known as Coily. Right. Because I've changed my name to Liberty. Liberty E. Yeah, Liberty E. Can you spell that? L-I-B-E-R-T-E-Y-E-Y. 
Liberty E. Okay, yeah, why? Liberty. So, uh, you know how I used to jump out when people wished that there wasn't any springs? Now I jump out when people wish there wasn't any Liberty. <laughs> You're going to be busy. I know. See, when people say, I don't want Mexicans crossing the border, I jump out and say, no, Liberty. More Liberty? Is that what you said? No, Liberty. No, Liberty. That's right. Okay, and what do they? Re- how do they respond to that? Well, I annoy them to the point of where they want to let Mexicans come in. Do you think that's a really good uh, solution to, to achieving freedom? I think it might be the only thing to play. can achieve great things, my boy. Well, I, I understand you've got the best of intentions. I just don't know if annoying people is a good way to get them to really embrace. Isn't, isn't it possible that they're embracing the ideas of liberty only to get you to go away? Well, who cares? As long as we got more people in the pot. Yeah, but, but the, it's not really doing anything. If they're just saying that, okay, yeah, I agree with you, Liberty E, it's just they're trying to get you to go away so they can continue being a statist. I know all and see all. The very next time they think I'm not <laughs> watching and they turn around and say, oh, well, now that that little guy's gone, I can go ahead and start hating all Mexicans again. Ah, they so, all be so, out. So you've got it down. Then. Now, now, can you, if you know all and see all, does that mean that you can be in more than one place at one time, or can you only annoy one person at a time? I can annoy everybody on the planet simultaneously. Well, well we should have, you have to use radio to do it. Use radio? No, he I pops don't have out. To use radio? No, he pops out of nowhere and begins annoying them. Now, I, I use transdimensional wormholes. When did you start this process, Liberty E? I started it when I was out of work for several weeks because nobody was wishing springs away. Well, I don't understand. I mean, if you could be anywhere, anytime, and you can annoy the crap out of people who are status until they finally embrace the ideas of freedom, which, as I say, was not probably the most persuasive way to do things. But if it works, it works. And I don't see it working. I mean, if you're out there doing that, then we should have freedom now. What's, what's gone wrong? It's a long road now with this for people that are really stuck in their ways. Meaning that you're, that meaning that you're, able to, mean, well, when you say they're stuck in their ways, that means you continually annoy them, but they don't change their yeah, mind? I annoy them endlessly. It usually just makes them angry. Sometimes it leads to suicide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be the worst of all evils. Hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, oh, I don't know if I should say keep up the good work. I don't really agree that annoying people is going to be the best tactic uh, to achieve freedom. But then again, there are some things that liberty activists do that are always seen as annoying no matter what. I, for instance, uh, over at freekeen.com, uh, just today was posted an article about some of the activists here in New Hampshire out on the seacoast apparently put 5,000 bookmarks in the uh, the library books. Did you hear about this, Mark? No, oh, I hadn't heard it. Yeah. It sounds like good activism to me, right? Right, right. Uh, they got uh, 5,000 plus bookmarks of, uh, I think it was both Free Domain Radio with Stefan Molyneux and uh, the School Sucks podcast. Okay. And they put those- Free bo- Talk Live didn't make the cut? Apparently not. Oh, uh, well. The, uh, the, uh, the library, they went there and they hit up a bunch of books. And it's probably your fault. Apparently what happened was uh, they, uh, some books fell off a shelf and they cleaned them up and they noticed that there were bookmarks in them all and so they then spent- 30 hours of their staff's time uh, to go through all the books in the library or something like that and and, and essentially rid them uh, of these bookmarks. So on one hand, the activism was not successful from a cost standpoint in that who knows how many people saw the bookmarks before they were uh, raided by essentially the the books were raided, if you will, by the library staff. 
and essentially all those 5,000 bookmarks, which cost whoever, how no, who knows how much. I saw them, and they looked like they were full-color printing, so probably not the cheapest thing uh, to do 5,000 bookmarks. So was it worth it? I don't know. They got a newspaper article about it. That might have made it worthwhile. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten that kind of coverage. I'm not sure about that. But nonetheless, it did get coverage, and uh, and that's good. But it's going to annoy people. You know, that kind of thing is going to annoy people. Uh, and there's there's no way you can avoid that. Anytime you're out there putting out the ideas of freedom into the public sphere, some people are going to be upset by that. Yeah, especially in, you know, it's it's one thing to use standard advertising methods and spend a million dollars for a, you know, you know, USA Today full page or whatever it is that the that people spend for these things. But most people don't have that and they want to do their outreach in the manner, you know, in in some manner. These same people likely are taxed in the Seacoast area for this library. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't they be able to slide a bookmark in? I mean, that's the portion of the book that I paid for, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think they obviously should be. But then again, Mark, uh, if you were coming from the library's perspective, well, I mean, how many bookmarks can you have slid in a book? Uh, how many is acceptable to uh, to allow? Do you want to have the you know the, the religious sects coming in there and putting their bookmarks in uh, every book in the library as well? Do well, we want to have 10 is, bookmarks per book? The question isn't, um, you know, who do you allow to do it? Because they weren't allowed to do it. Yeah. It's how much time do you spend cleaning this up and this is this is martyrdom oh dear god we had to get 57 certified librarians to come in here and read each one of these books of these evil people's propaganda Mm. i mean uh, come on save it for the funny pages nobody wants to hear you're crying all right of course then you you bureaucrats have been getting uh your sweet sweet government paychecks and your sweet pensions when you get when you get off i I just don't want to hear it it's it's so disgusting to me and these same people have optical and dental protection while the rest of us are losing our jobs at incredible rates are government employees losing jobs in this economy not by a long shot are their benefits going down no are their wages going down no this is happening to all the real people are their property taxes artificially inflated because their municipality doesn't know how, what to do. Well, yes, it is because uh, they, they live there too. But they're paid by that. Mm-hmm. It's just disgusting to hear these bureaucrats talk about how awful it is for us. And it's only going to be a matter of time before somebody posts on the comment section of the newspaper talking about how this is. These activists are wasting money because you know oh, they sure, spent that's exactly 30, what they're going to do. Right, they spent thirty hours of time undoing the activism. Basically, well, you guys are uh, you're wasting taxpayer dollars. Well, no, it wasn't the activists that wasted the money. In the same way that uh, we were complained, that was complained that uh, well, you activists are wasting the police time when twelve of us were arrested for trespassing at the jail recently. Well, no, no, they didn't have to send the cops out, and in this case, they didn't have to undo the bookmarking of all the different books. But they did. It was their choice to to waste that money, not the activists. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk 
live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you may have ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. As many people discovered this weekend, uh, that this is really happening. There really are hundreds of people that have made the move to New Hampshire for the Free State Project, and you could be one of them. You could be one of the thousands that will eventually move. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Over 10,000 people currently signed up as part of the Free State Project. We need to make it to 20,000. So if you haven't hopped on board with that yet, go take a look. I think it's a darn fine idea. That's why I uprooted my life from Florida and made the move here to New Hampshire, and I'm so glad I did. I was talking with some of the uh, potential movers last night at, uh, uh, at the nightcap here in Keene. You know, talking about how great Keene is to live in for me, uh, I actually have a social life now. I, I never had one of those really before. I mean, I had some friends, but I didn't really have a social life. I didn't really go out and do much of anything. Uh, now I do, and I actually get more exercise now that I'm here in New Hampshire. Even during the wintertime, I, I get more exercise than I did down in Florida. I didn't even have a bicycle in Florida, and I have one here. And I, I bike all over town and, and walk during the wintertime and, because it's, it's easy to do here. Everything's close by, whereas up uh, down in Florida, everything's spread out as far as it can possibly go. Having a bike in Florida is a very difficult task if you're trying to get around from place to place. Plus, it's hot most of the time, and you're going to be drenched when you get there. Yeah, there's that, too. Uh, So, yeah. So, come on up. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about uh, the Free State Project and get on board. All right. So, we continue here. Uh, The news, by the way, coming out of uh, Texas, where our buddy uh, Barry Cooper may be being arrested here shortly. Now, I'm not sure what this is in reference to. I know that they had stolen one of uh, Candy's kids. It's Barry's wife, Candy. Uh, Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com, by the way. He is the courageous uh, former police officer who uh, created Never Get Busted, which is a series of DVDs that is uh, enabling people who are in the underground, the black market, uh, people who are buying cannabis, people who are growing cannabis, to avoid detection by the police. So he's helping. He's doing his best to help keep people out of jail by giving them a little bit of knowledge, stuff that he learned as a narcotics agent, as a very successful narcotics agent. And by success, I mean he successfully put people in cages for not hurting other people, and he regrets it. And now he's trying to do what's right. He's trying to make up you know, a little bit of karma, basically. Uh, and now they're coming after him because he started doing cop busters. I'm pretty sure that's what this is tied into here. Uh, he began setting up essentially reverse sting operations on the police, catching them being a bunch of corrupt cops. And he's run a couple of successful cop buster stings, and there was a recent one that involved uh, the, the planting of what appeared to be drug paraphernalia with some cash in a, a lunchbox. A cop comes along, looks at it, takes the cash, takes the drug, alleged drug paraphernalia, and never files a report. So he just took the 40 bucks. They caught all of this on, uh, on videotape. They outed this guy publicly, and... Then it wasn't long after that that all of a sudden they decided they were going to take Candy's child from her. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly Barry becomes a person of interest. Exactly. So here's what's happened. Uh, according to TrueSlant.com, the wife of former Texas drug cop Barry Cooper has been arrested. According to a phone call uh, that I received, Cooper claimed that a woman knocked on their door and told his wife Candy that she'd ran into their vehicle and wanted to exchange insurance information. However, when she stepped outside, officers were allegedly waiting in the wings with handcuffs. Uh, 
Barry claimed in a frantic phone call, this is so effed up, dude. The Texas Rangers are outside my home right now trying to figure out what to do. My lawyer is pissed. I'm not going outside. They have an arrest warrant for she and I, but they don't have a search warrant, so they're not kicking in my door just yet. Authorities have yet to confirm the arrest. Children are present in the residence and could be heard in the background of the call. The Cooper's vehicle was indeed damaged, according to one of the children overheard in the background audio. Uh, The vehicle had some pre-existing damage, though, so police were in no way responsible for that. They apparently used the claim as a ploy to draw the Coopers out of their home. Because Barry knows better, and I'm sure Candy knows better, his wife, uh, to open the, the door for police. This is one of the things that Barry says... He's told us on the air, he says it in his videos, at least one of his videos. He says, don't ever open the door for the cops. There's no reason to even talk to the cops. And it, But then again, they, if they trick you outside by not appearing to be police, then that's apparently, uh, that, that was how they had success arresting Candy today. Co- uh, Cooper claimed these latest dealings with law enforcement, which by the way is really, really shady. You know, to use somebody's... Uh, somebody's best interests against them to, uh, to to take advantage of someone who was just trying to assist with a situation. Basically, she was trying to go out there to exchange the insurance information for what she thought was a some sort of a car accident. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's what they're doing, not the way they go about it. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you; it's slimy. But you know, if you if you had a real criminal in there, I wouldn't have the problem with using that tactic in order to sure, prevent if it was harm. A murderer or somebody who's right. wanted for so arson. So really, what the problem is is that they're retaliating against people that were actually trying to use the law to enforce upon law enforcement officers in a manner that they will not do themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what's slimy. The sliminess is that these guys care more about their team, the, the blue team, the thin blue line, whatever it is, than actually enforcing the law. That's what's disgusting. Cooper claimed these latest dealings are related to his first cop busters operation in Odessa, where he set up a fake marijuana grow house fitted with cameras and Christmas trees. And you can see this video footage. You just search for cop busters with a K. The Sting was the first of a series for Cooper, who saw his now-abandoned reality show project as a way to make an example of dishonest officers. While he was not arrested at that time, the Texas Rangers had been conducting a further investigation. In that case, officers were tipped off to the alleged grow operation by an anonymous letter left for a local pastor who turned it over to police. Making a false report to a police officer is a Class B misdemeanor. Uh, and here's an update at 310 uh, this afternoon. Barry has released a video featuring a confrontational conversation. He said he actually addressed that false report thing because he was very clear on what that was. So uh, the way he phrased it was not, in fact, a false report, uh, as I recall from our interview with him. Well, yeah, I mean, he was pretty confident about what he his his side of things, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do, and they're probably going to get away with it. The video, uh, he's taken, I guess he's got a video that he's released now uh, that was a conversation he had with a Texas Ranger back in March of 2009. There are edits in the last 30 seconds of the video that were made to emphasize the man telling Cooper he'd come to Austin and, quote, whoop your ass, unquote. Uh, The video is below. It's about eight minutes and 50 seconds long. You can go and see this over at uh, trueslant.com, and it may be on his YouTube channel. Uh, according to the author here, I'm with Cooper now. He sent his kids to stay with friends and plans to vanish for a couple of days until his attorney can arrange for an amicable, amicable resolution to his arrest warrant. At this moment, he's pacing back and forth in his living room, cursing and smoking, calling as many people as possible to spread the word. I can confirm that his wife is in Travis County Jail. Cooper showed me a video clip of the Texas Rangers standing outside his apartment in South Austin as he tried to communicate through a window. On the video, an officer wearing a wide-brimmed cowboy hat 
light blue shirt and pressed slacks informed Cooper that the arrest is indeed related to making a false report to a peace officer in Odessa, Texas. Because of this, Odessa has up to 10 days to extradite Candy, a scary truth for Barry, who sounds on the verge of tears at the moment. He said, oh my God, if they keep her for 10 days or more, I don't know what I'll do. He said, tugging on a cigarette, this is unbelievable. It's possible they could come back with a warrant for resisting arrest. I've never seen a cop kick in a door for that alone, but we'll just have to wait and see. So Barry Cooper uh, apparently wanted in Texas right now. It's all so silly. Um, if, if these police officers really wanted to enforce the law, then they'd be concerned about their own who are breaking the law. And that's all Barry was doing. Yes, he's a marijuana activist. There is no doubt. However, what is uh, what is sort of the greater good versus the greater evil that he's doing? Even if you believe that marijuana is bad, the worst thing is the cop that's stealing drug money and um, not reporting it and all that stuff. I mean, when you've got one of your own that's breaking the law and then the police are looking the other way and not doing anything about it and punishing the, uh, the, the guy who's, uh, you know, pointed it out here. This is the, this is the way the government, you know, constantly deals with the uh, whistleblowers constantly deals with them. This isn't the aberrant behavior. Mm -hmm. This is the normal behavior. This is how government bureaucrats who say they're just following the law, this is how they deal with people who are in fact just following the law. They aren't they aren't just following the law. They're a group of dangerous individuals that, if you cross them, will do whatever it takes to stamp you out. It's true. It's true. And, and and by the way, I did find out where the the video's been posted. The easiest way to get to it is to go to Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted video channel on YouTube. So the the channel is called Never Get Busted. It's all one word. You can watch the video Rangers Threaten Barry. Uh, he's a friend of the show. NeverGetBusted.com is his website. Go there. Take a look at what he's been doing. Order a copy of his DVD. It's good stuff. 1-800-259-9231. We get a chance. We'll see if we can uh, get him on here to talk about this a little bit down the line as things develop further. 1-800-259-9231. Our number three is on the way. Old lady tasered by the cops. Uh, we'll find out what that's all about. Tasered, right, Mark? She was tasered? Yep. Okay, we'll get to that. And co- uh, pot and driving. All coming up. Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live. We're live. 
launching into the third hour of the program. The phone lines are open for you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, so we we're talking about uh, we we're talking about our friend Barry Cooper having uh, his wife arrested uh, not too long ago. Apparently earlier today, they came after him. Uh, they tricked her out of uh, to come out of her house with some subterfuge. Uh, they then proceeded to arrest her, and Barry uh, apparently has a warrant out for his arrest as well. This all stemming from the Copbusters episodes that they created, which uh, essentially was reverse stings that they pulled on the cops, giving them the opportunity to show how corrupt they were. And they did. It wasn't hard for them to uh, to find some corrupt cops in order to uh, to get some footage of, uh, in the first case, the cops raiding a house that didn't actually have marijuana plants in it, based on an anonymous tip that they received. Right. Well, they weren't supposed to be using the technology, the floor camera, that they were, in fact, using to do uh, what they were doing. So, I mean, you know, it's this, it's them lying. Yeah, they uh, and the, the whole idea breaking that the rules, can... the laws uh, that they're supposed to be there to protect us or something. All right, and, but but even the laws make it uh, their rules make it pretty easy for them to do things. I mean, the idea that they can just raid somebody's house on an anonymous tip is is pretty ludicrous. I mean, because that's essentially legally what they were doing. They're not going to put down that they use the floor camera. They're they're raiding a house based on somebody say, say so. Somebody they didn't even know it was a letter that was written and, and given to them through a an intermediary. I mean. They have no idea what the veracity of those claims are, but yet they went and they raided that house anyway. Sure. If I wanted to give an anonymous tip on my neighbor, I mean, that's going to be good for them. It's It's, horrible. It's time and again what happens when these SWAT raids occur is people's property gets destroyed. They're inconvenienced for hours. Sometimes their family will be taken out in the front lawn, put on their knees, handcuffed behind their back, hands behind their head or whatever, um, with guns trained on them while their houses are searched. I mean, and this is America. This is, I mean, it's crazy. The worst, uh, one of the things you pointed out during the break that I thought was worthy of uh, bringing, up, bringing up on the air was, and I don't want to rub salt in anybody's wounds with this, but man, I wish this didn't have to happen. And it didn't. At least, I don't think it would have happened had Barry and Candy and their kids made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. It was a, a few years ago that they were both here visiting uh, Barry was speaking at, I think it was the 2008 or 2007 Liberty Forum. One of them. And so, you know, I met him and we had a good time. We hung out and uh, I think he was really impressed by what he saw by meeting some of the activists. Uh, He said very positive things about what was going on up here, but he loves Texas. Yeah, and the Texans are that way, you know. I mean, I just people don't have, around the country are that way about the place from where they come. They, the, nobody's uh, nobody's like Texans are when it comes to sort of this this mini nationalism, like as far as their state goes. I, I'm I'm sorry, there's just well, nothing like Texans. Whatever you can make that statement, that's fine. Texans people, will make that statement. Well, whatever. <laughs> people like where they come from. That's people, a general people statement. People like it for different reasons than Texans like Texas, though. Texans yeah, like Texas because Texas is the best. I don't care what many the people are. like where they are because. That's where their families are and friends right. are and things like that. I mean, right, it's right. A, entirely different reasons that they, they do what I, they do. I didn't hear that from Barry, that Texas is the best or anything like that. What I heard from Barry was the same reasons that people give for not going to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And that is that, well, they believe something can be done where they live. They believe that there's a chance that if they just stay where they are and they work harder, that uh, something can change, that liberty can be uh, be affected. In- oh, it can, you know, over time or something like that. But however, the, the huge jumpstart is here. 
Sure, it can be changed, Mark, but not very likely is it going to be changed in a pro-liberty direction. I mean, change is inevitable, but it's not likely that the change that happens in uh, these other places is going to be towards freedom. I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope somebody shows me that, uh, hey, look, we're having all this freedom over here in, you know, Oklahoma or whatever, but I haven't seen that yet. And if you do have those examples, please share them with us at 800-259-9231. So it wasn't all about Texas this, Texas that. It was that, well, this is where he lives, and that's where his family is, and it's comfortable there. And uh, he, he's running for uh, – at that time, he was planning a run for, yeah, for the attorney AG. general. And we all know how those things go because we've done them before. We've been involved in these uh, these campaigns of the libertarian candidates for fill-in-the-blank office and whatever fill-in-the-blank state. If you've been involved, you know what happens, too. You get out there, you meet some people, people say nice things about you, and uh, down the line you get 3% in a three-way election. And then two years later, you do it all over again, pretending like something is significantly shifted in the population in that uh, that two years in, of time. Well, you've got some hope, and there there's always this hope that, uh, that, 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 you, that one hangs one's uh, sort of out, of out of New Hampshire uh, electoral campaign on. Well, you better have hope. I mean, Otherwise, you have hope, why would you do it? Right. You shouldn't be doing it. Uh, but it was just it was sad. You know, I mean, the, to see somebody as talented as Barry stay where he is, is always sad for me when I see people say those things. But I understand, you know, they've got right. their life and they, right. they want to live. You know, I, <laughs> I can't tell you uh, when I would have moved up for the Free State Project if it wasn't for uh, the Free Talk Live. I don't know. I probably would have moved once they got to the 20,000 number somewhere in, in there in the, in the five year window mm-hmm. that they had. But, you know, I absolutely had the same sort of feelings, and essentially you're going to keep your head down. Right. If you're keeping your head down um, and, you know, not really doing anything for liberty, then that's that's one thing, because you don't have any real expectations of anything changing. However, it's the activists that are that are working so hard wherever they are. That like Barry. I, I always feel – and he is. He's really talented. Um, I always feel so bad for those folks because uh, – I, it just it seems to me from where I sit inevitable. Right. And yeah, you could make it up eventually, Mark, if you didn't get arrested in the meantime. And it's just so sad when I see these things happen because, as you mentioned during the break, how different would this have been had it actually transpired in New Hampshire? Right. I don't think the cops here in New Hampshire, and certainly not the, co- I, I don't believe that the cops in Keene would even be about this. For one, I think they're a step up, and I don't think I, I, I like. You know, I like them a little better. Maybe it's because they're my cops or something. I, you know, I don't know what the reason is, but I don't feel like they would have reacted in the same manner. I, I don't feel like it either necessarily, but I know that if they did, that Barry would have a tremendous uh, group of activists that would be standing behind him and backing him up, as our friend Brad Jardis did, a uh, former cop who's kind of in the same club as Barry, both former cops, both uh, working against prohibition now. Uh, when Brad Jardis was targeted for termination by his police department, 50 to 60 activists showed up to the termination hearing. And they supported Brad, and I think I think that it's it's not unfair to say that the reason why Brad wasn't terminated that night was because fifty or sixty activists showed up to support him. That's what Brad said. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can say what you want. Uh, the the guy who was there and the principal in the operation said that was the reason he believed it. Right. You get uh, you get arrested in New Hampshire. You put out that pork four one one phone call, and you've got activists showing up immediately as as quickly as they possibly can uh, on the scene at the jail or wherever it is that they need to go to uh, to do you know to show support and to come up with ideas and to brainstorm and to to move forward with a plan and and do something. It's it's just so hard to do activism all by yourself. And I'm not saying Barry's all by himself. For all I know, he's got a huge network of people that are going to help him out there, but. Then again, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. It just, uh, I my assessment is that if 
if he were up here, the things would have been different. Right. And the same thing with it's just there was also our uh, our listener, George Donnelly, who was arrested by the federal goons recently. As you may recall, he was out in front of a federal courthouse with uh, fully informed jury activist Julian Heichlin. Handing out pamphlets. Dangerous pamphlets. Julian was handing out the pamphlets. Uh, George had his video camera and he was recording. And apparently they are alleging that he attacked a federal officer, which is ludicrous. I mean, the idea is absolutely absurd. He had a video camera in his hands. How's he going to attack a federal officer besides hitting them with it? And clearly he's, that's not the kind of thing that he's going to do. I've, I've met the guy. He's a mild-mannered individual, from what I can tell. And I've seen his videos before. He is very uh, calm and, and cool and collected when it comes to interacting with these cops. Well, you know, if, if, if that was the case, it's very easy. They took his video camera. There should be footage right there. Which, of course, they have his video camera right. and they haven't released it. And they're not going to release it. They're just going to hold on to him and hold on to the footage as long as they possibly can. They put him on on a house arrest now as he's waiting a trial on assaulting a federal officer, which could net him several years in prison. And the, the saddest part is George came up here to New Hampshire. He planned, he'd planned to move here. He was actually planning on moving just a few days after he was arrested by the feds. Mm. Now he can't leave Philadelphia because of the stupid house arrest. But it was a year prior to that that he'd come up here for a visit to scout around for some houses. It was just unfortunate that he wasn't able to find the right house in that amount of time. Otherwise, he'd have been here. And the time when Julian Heichlin came here to do the Fiji outreach, we had 30 activists out there. The feds didn't even want to bat an eyelash at us. They didn't come out to even talk to us at the Concord Fiji outreach. There's more coming up here. So I think the message here is if you're coming to New Hampshire, get here as soon as possible. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. And those features include a bunch of archives. And I already mentioned the archives earlier tonight, but I was given the heads up that now we've got even more Brand archives. new Breaking archive news. Well, some of them are are broken, unfortunately, but there's a lot more available now that are working than ever before. Uh, the archives now go back to 2006 instead of just 2009. So it was pretty good that we had it back to 2009. I mean, that's a lot of darn archives. Now you can go back an extra three years. And it's pretty much full archive coverage up until June or, or May of 2006. That's there's pretty some, good. There's some spotty coverage before that as well. But I just tested some of the earlier ones in May, and they're not working, so bear with us. I checked the ones in 2007. I checked some of them there. Those were working, the ones that I randomly selected to check. Uh, so we're ironing out the bugs, but as of right now, you can click on, uh, you can go to freetalklive.com, click on Get Archives on the left-hand side of the screen, and you'll be taken to the fancy archive page that our wonderful technical guru types have put up there for you. So thanks to them, and enjoy the free archives. Extra. Bonus. Cost you zero. 
at freetalklive.com. You know, it's it's uh, it's crazy what Free Talk Live gives compared to the rest of those shows out there. You just it's crazy. You just can't get it. You just can't. So, uh, tell me, you don't want to tell me about HostGator, Mark? I absolutely do want to tell okay. you about HostGator. HostGator is the world a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. You just use coupon code FTL. It's FTL is in Free Talk Live. Sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. It's HostGator.com, code FTL. And Ian, didn't you say that HostGator was, uh, uh, you, you had looked them up and they'd received some kind of really great award or something? What was yeah, that? they're one of the top uh, most reliable uh, websites. That uh, What was it? Web hosting stuff, I think. It's a website out there that rates web hosting companies. They allow people to rate them and write mm-hmm. reviews. And they also check their, their, up, uh, how, their uptime. Basically, so they they ping the seems important, right? They ping the the host company every so often to make sure they're still online, and then if they're offline, they record that, and they come up with a percentage of okay, are they really online ninety nine point nine percent of the time? Here's here's how accurate that uh, that claim is according to the history. And HostGator was definitely up there. If you're having a website, you want it online, right? Yeah, exactly. So the number here is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. As we continue taking your phone calls, uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. A little bit of news out of the Drug War Chronicle, StopTheDrugWar.org. They send out this nice little, I think, weekly edition of uh, their newsletter that just kind of keeps you up to date on what's going on across the country and across the world with uh, drug decriminalization slash legalization efforts and interesting drug uh, war-related news. The head of the Office of National Drug Control Policy, drug czar Gil Karolowski, is pushing a campaign targeting drugged driving, and he has singled out marijuana as the main problem but if the latest research findings on stone driving are any indication the drug czar may want to shift his emphasis if he wants to as he claims let policy be driven by evidence no he doesn't want that according to clinical trial data published in the march issue of the yes he wants policy to be driven by the evidence that marijuana is the most found and most charged drug out there that's what the evidence that he wants it to be based on. Or maybe not the, the evidence that marijuana really harms anyone. Uh, compare, well, I guess not really harms. It, it is somehow harmful compared to, say, alcohol or other drugs when uh, used and one directs a motor vehicle. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I do not think it is necessarily a good idea. Uh, to. It is not a good idea to direct a motor vehicle while under the influence of marijuana. However... Go on. Well, I, there have been studies that have shown, as this study shows. Right, this is what I want. I want you to read the study because yeah. I, I, I can tell you what the study says. I've studied this enough. Right. And uh, so they, they keep studying it, though, just in case. And they keep finding the same results. According to clinical trial data published last March in the Journal of Psychoactive, excuse me, Psychoactive Drugs, subjects tested both before and after smoking marijuana exhibited virtually identical driving skills in a battery of driving simulator tests. Researchers in the double-blind, placebo-controlled trial. Now, that's scientific. That's, a, that's as science as you get. Uh, they, they tested 85 subjects. That's a decent number. Uh, 50 men and 35 women on simulated driving performance. Right. And I'd like to point out, there is no contrary study out there. There's no contrary study saying marijuana drivers are as dangerous as people that are uh, drunk or whatever. The only evidence that's out there is anecdotal evidence from people who really don't know much about smoking marijuana who essentially put it on the the same level as drinking alcohol. I understand why they do it, but they're wrong. That's all. The subjects had to respond, again, a simulation, uh, to simulations of various events associated with vehicle crash, crash risk, 
such as deciding whether to stop or go through a changing traffic light, avoiding a driver entering an intersection illegally, and responding to the presence of emergency vehicles. Did they uh, point out whether these people were uh, regular smokers of marijuana or whether they were people who you know, had never smoked it or, or what? It's a good question. Let me continue uh, because I'm not sure. Such as deciding whether to blah, blah, blah and responding to the presence of emergency vehicles. Subjects were tested while sober. And then again, a half an hour later, after having smoked a single medium potency joint or placebo, the investigators found that subjects' performance before and after getting stoned was virtually identical. According to the study, quote, no differences were found during the baseline driving segment and the collision avoidance scenarios, nor were there any differences between the way men and women responded. According to uh, the study, researchers did note one difference, however, saying that participants receiving active marijuana decreased their speed more so than those receiving placebo cigarettes. Now, that's an interesting statement. Well, that marijuana drivers drive slow? That drive a, sli- a little slower. Yeah, yeah they they're do. a little more cautious. That's, that's uh, you know, that's all kinds of anecdotal and regular evidence that say that that's right. So. But but I always thought the reason for that was because they were afraid of being busted. Right. I always figured. No, that I, re- just, I think they just I thought it was paranoia. That was, uh, was it making just feels that. like you're going faster. See, that, I never thought about that. I always thought it was paranoia, and it couldn't be paranoia because they were simulated. There, weren't, uh, there was zero chance they would be pulled over by the police. And clearly, if they were doing that, it's, it's some sort of a, a, a chemical thing, right? Because they did it placebo and marijuana. The placebo people didn't slow down. The marijuana people slowed down. So th- that's not just because they were smoking a joint-looking thing that they were more cautious. It's because some, some sort of property of uh, the chemicals in the plant. Very interesting. Anyway, a little bit more here. Uh, the authors speculated the subjects may have slowed down to compensate for perceived impairment. No other changes in driving performance were found, say the researchers. Now, this isn't unusual. As you pointed out, Mark, past research on marijuana use and driving has yielded similar results as well, including a 2008 driving simulator clinical trial conducted in Israel and published in Accident Analysis and Prevention. You know, I, I wonder... I would love for somebody who's listening to this right now call and, and you know whatever they're telling themselves that says the oh well this isn't true and I'd love to hear why because the 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 drug warriors out there love the science that uh, that comes out and says things like well dr- drugs are bad but they don't mm. listen they simply will not listen they shut off sometimes they'll shut off the radio just to avoid hearing things that they disagree with. Mm-hmm. And so please call in and tell us why this double-blind science study is wrong and why people should be punished uh, you know, for smoking, for driving and smoking or whatever it is. For the marijuana should remain illegal because somebody might smoke and drive. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I've done it more times than I can count. Uh, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. A little bit more about uh, one of the other studies here and what they had to say. They compared it to alcohol. <laughs> more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Carnation Evaporated Milk, the cooking milk that makes life richer. For rich and creamy recipes, visit us at thecookingmilk.com. We all have our roster of recipes, but eating the same dishes over and over becomes boring. Instead of throwing them out and starting from scratch, play with different ingredients to give new flavor to old standards. Try Thai spices instead of your usual Italian seasonings. That just might do the trick. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. Uh, So enjoy all the features there, including the uh, news updates. You can go and get signed up at news.freetalklive.com. Receive our emailed updates you can also uh, get Facebook and Twitter versions as well. So you can follow the news about Free Talk Live in whatever ways work best for you. News.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. Freedomsphoenix.com. All right. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. As uh, we continue here, uh, a little bit more about the uh, the new study that replicates what the other studies have shown over the years. And that is that cannabis does not have any effect Virtually identical, the performance uh, between stone drivers and straight drivers. It does not affect your performance. Uh, In fact, if anything, it affects it in a positive manner because people that were receiving active marijuana, according to the study, decreased their speed more so than those receiving placebo cigarettes. Well, you know, um, I would like to point out that this is a variation, right? Like the first time I smoked marijuana, I found it to be so, uh, you know, disorienting that I drove very poorly. I decided to drive while smoke, um, you know, having smoked. The first I, time. The first time, yes. Wow. And it's, it, yeah, so I think that's a bad idea. It's a not a good idea. And I found it dis, uh, very disorienting. I believe that I would have had an accident had not somebody not been in the car and been uh, in more control of the vehicle than I was at mm. the time. So I don't want to leave people with the impression that I think this is a good idea. I do not. However, I think that there are variations on this. I think that it is far more dangerous to text while you drive than it is to smoke marijuana. But oh people gosh, yeah. people will scream from the rooftops how we can't legalize marijuana because our teenagers might smoke the marijuana and drive a motor vehicle. How many teenagers are texting and driving? Those same people are buying their kids' cell phones. Mm-hmm. Those people are hypocrites or fools, one of the two. So there's another study that was published in uh, Israel, conducted in Israel, published in Accident Analysis and Prevention, And that trial compared the performance of drivers after they had ingested either alcohol or marijuana. Average speed, says the study, was the most sensitive driving performance variable affected by both THC and alcohol. Guess what happened? Of course, it was the opposite effect. The investigators reported smoking THC cigarettes caused drivers to drive slower in a close, dependent manner, while alcohol caused drivers to... Drive Drive more quickly. ...significantly faster than under control conditions. Something to keep in mind when lawmakers in your state start pushing for zero tolerance uh, per se, driving under the influence of drugs laws that want to label people impaired drivers because of the presence of a few metabolites. What zero tolerance means is that we take common sense and we throw it out the window. We take empirical yeah. data and we throw it out the window. When uh, little kids bring toy guns to school, and I'm not even talking about a toy gun that they would hold in their hand. I'm talking about the co- toy gun that would go into the hand of an action figure. A toy gun that's two inches long. Well, then these these bureaucrats that work for the you know, the state government, the municipal government, they don't have enough sense. Once you, once you put this zero tolerance in play, they lose all responsibility for having good common sense. And they'll, they'll expel or suspend or, or, or even uh, scold some little kid for bringing a little toy to school. It's silly. 
Right. And in this case, uh, what they're talking about here are some of the proposals for laws that would essentially allow the government people to test you, test your blood, because that's the only way they're going to be able to tell if you've been using cannabis. Can they tell that? I mean, can they tell when the, when was the last time you used um, cannabis? No, and that's one of the, the biggest problems with this. I mean, it's as, as though it weren't invasive enough that they're taking the idea of taking blood from people. That, that alone is bad enough. But beyond that, if, can, uh, if the metabolites are detected in your bloodstream then that means that you've smoked it within the last several weeks. Right. And so this is, yeah, this is the problem is, is that um, it, at this point, as technology exists, and I think that you won't find the technology coming into play until they legalize marijuana, honestly, um, and they have to, because at this point, all they have to do is say, well, you've smoked pot in the last month and uh, you're going to jail, son. Yeah. And that's basically what the proposal is. If you were to p- a test positive for cannabis, even if it's two weeks after the fact, they catch you behind the wheel of a car, you're going to test positive for cannabis and you'll be busted under these proposed laws, which will ruin your life. And it's it's absolutely ludicrous. You could be straight as a board and and be, be categorized as a drunk as a uh, driving under the influence. Right. These are laws uh, made by people who don't smoke marijuana. Honestly, yeah. you know, they yep. may have smoked marijuana at some point in their life. The chances are statistically quite good that they did, but they don't care anymore. So your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. More drug war madness as Mark shares a story. At least I presume it's drug war. Uh, there's some folks that, uh, some cops that went in and raided an old lady's house. Yeah, this what is happened? absolute ins- insanity. This actually doesn't have anything to do with the drug war. It's not it just, drug war. It has to do with cops that are hyped, hyped up on their power. They probably wouldn't be, um, even have jobs if it wasn't for the drug war. So... Oh, because normally when you hear the stories about the cops killing old people, it's because they raided the wrong home or something like that. Like the uh, the old lady down in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, they targeted her and uh, they killed a 90-plus-year-old woman in her home. It's crazy. Well, yeah, they, that, it wasn't the circumstance in this instance. All right, what happened? So here you go. from uh, This is actually courthousenews.com. Police tasered an 86-year-old grandma in her bed and stepped in, um, on her oxygen hose until she couldn't breathe after her grandson called 911 oh seeking medical assistance. Why do they send cops out to these calls? <laughs> I don't know. I just what can't answer What good it. are they going to do? This, is, this isn't the first time that we've had a story where somebody's been the, – the 9-11 has been called – and and they send the cops out. The cops arrive on scene first for whatever reason, and then they proceed to wreak havoc and make things even worse. Anyway, go on with this. Well, the, the, it's because people aren't being properly dem- uh, demurred to the police officers, of course. So uh, this is uh, claimed. Oh, yeah, can you oak- imagine somebody might be under a little bit of stress uh, from a medical situation, and then the cops come in and start barking orders? Well, you get to hear what happened right here. All right. The the woman or grandson claimed this in the Oklahoma City Federal Court. Through the grands, um, though the grandson said, don't tase granny, um, in an El Reno police officer told another cop to taser and wrote in his police report that he did so because the old woman took a more aggressive posture in her bed. According to the complaint, Lonnie Tinsley claims (laughs) that he called 911 after he went to check on his grandmother, whom he found in her bed. Connected to a portable oxygen concentrator with a long hose. Mm-hmm. She is in marginal health and takes several prescribed medications daily and was unable to tell him exactly when she had taken her meds. So Tinsley said he called 911 excuse me, uh, to ask for an emergency medical technician to come to her apartment to evaluate her. 
In response, as many as 10 El Reno police officers pushed their way through the door, according to the complaint. The grandma, Lonnie uh, Varner, told them to get out of her apartment. Get out of here. The remarkable complaint continues. Instead, the uh, apparent leader of the police, uh, defendant Thomas Duran, instructed other policemen to taser. He stated in his uh, report that the 86-year-old plaintiff took a more aggressive posture in her bed and that he was fearful for his safety and the safety of others. Lonnie Tinsley wow. told them, don't tase my granny, to which they responded that they would tase him. Instead, they pulled him out of her apartment, took him down to the floor, handcuffed him, and placed him in the back of a police car. The police then proceeded to approach Mrs. Um, Varner in her bed and stopped, stomped, stepped excuse me, on her oxygen hose until she began to suffer oxygen deprivation. The police then fired a taser at her, and only one wire struck her in the left arm. The police then fired a second taser, striking her in the right and left of the uh, midline of her upper chest and applied high voltage, causing burns to her chest, extreme pain, and uh, her to pass out. The police then grabbed Ms. Varner by her forearms and jerked hands together, causing her soft flesh to tear and bleed on her bed, and then they handcuffed her. I can't her. believe this. Is, is there corroboration for this story? Well, let's look it, it up. Sounds, I mean, I've heard some outrageous police stories before. <laughs> this one sounds unbelievable. I've, we've, we've, we've quoted courthouse news before. That's why I figured it was good. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. We'll try to sneak your call in here in the remaining moments of this program. 1-800-259-9231. That is the number. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board with the show, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over and get uh, signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card, PayPal, and there's some alternative options as well. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, uh, the amp-only forum, the podcast that's just for amplifiers. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and accept my thanks in advance. All right. So the the story is so outrageous. So outrageous that I almost find it hard to believe. You're telling me, Mark, that an 86-year-old woman tells the – there's a, a phone call is made to the – A parent, phone call is made by her uh, grandson and care, caretaker to 911 because he's not sure whether she's taking her medication that day. He wants a medical tech to come and Check evaluate her, her. And instead they send police officers. Ten cops show up. Ten, uh, Actually 12, they uh, come as in, I understand it. She tells them, go away. Right. And they proceed to say that she took a, 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 an aggressive, aggressive stance, stance. In, in, in her bed. This, uh, she never got out of her bed because she can't. Proceed to she, step on step her. They step on her oxygen uh, cord, drag her a hand – 
grandson out. Tase after her. he says, uh, don't tase my granny. They handcuff him, throw him in the back of this police car. They tase her what appears to be twice, attempt to tase her once, and then tase her a second time. Um, throw the c- cuffs on her. And you know how old people's skin can be? They, you know, like kind of tissue papery, yeah. uh, uh, you know, in Ruff the process. They, they, you know, they, they tear the skin on our it's arms. Outrageous. It, the, the, the claims there are outrageous, and I thought this. Can't Let me be... finish up the story here. All right. The police uh, fi- uh, freed Lonnie Tensley from his incarceration in the back of the police car, permitted him to accompany the ambulance with his grandmother. Tensley said the cops capped it all off by having his grandmother placed in the psychiatric ward at the direction of the El Reno police. She was held there for six wow. days and then released. As a result of the wrongful arrest and detention, the plaintiff Lorna M. Varner suffered the unlawful restraint of her freedom, bodily injury. Assault, battery, the trashing of her apartment, mm. humiliation, the loss of personal dignity, infliction of emotional oh distress, gosh. and medical bills. So they seek punitive damages for constitutional violations from the city of El Reno. Uh, Duran officers and Frank Tinga and uh, Joseph Sandberg and 10 officer does. Wow. Uh, it's just a shocking, shocking story. So uh, you have the story from uh, the police report. Right. I actually what do they have, say? Now, is police officer Duran Thomas or He's Thomas Duran? Yeah. He's mentioned in there. Okay. So this is the report that uh, Thomas Duran filled out. Uh, so he says that I was dispatched to the address in reference to a suicidal subject who had taken unknown medication. So this is the word the cops received from the dispatcher was that We've got someone who's taken uh, medication. Uh, it might be a suicide attempt. So that's why the cops came out was because they believed it was a suicide attempt. So um, Olani gets on there and says, I don't know what kind of medic- medicines my grandma's taken today or what she hasn't. Can you send somebody to evaluate her? Yeah, the su- that's not – they did not respond appropriately. The cops should not have come out. They should have sent the, the paramedics. But they jumped to a conclusion. They sent the police out there because they believed they were dealing with a suicide uh, attempt. And or at least that's their excuse. Upon arrival, Lonnie Tinsley, who's the grandson of Lorna Varner, met me at the front door. Varner was the subject who had allegedly taken medication in an attempt to overdose. I asked Lonnie where Varner was and he said inside. Lonnie said, I don't think she wants you in there. As I started to enter the residence, that was that was uh, notice number one that you we don't really, we didn't call for you guys. You need to go away. But then uh, Ms. Varner got more explicit uh, as I started to enter the residence, I heard a voice say, get out of here. I don't want your help. And now that should have been it right there. That should. OK, well, you don't want our services. We're going to we're going to go away. We're going to turn around and leave. And of course, Lonnie never should have opened the door for them in the first place. Had he not opened the door for these cops, it would have been very unlikely they would have been able to successfully enter the residence. Yeah, but who knows what they would have done once the uh, the emergency medical techs did show up if they did show up. True, and they did show up, apparently. Uh, so I, he says, I looked around the corner and observed Varner lying on, a, lying on a bed in the living room. I observed Varner reach for an object underneath her pillow, saying, get the F out of here. <laughs> unknown of what this was... This pleasant little old lady. Unknown of what was under the pillow, <laughs> I backed up and bladed myself around the corner for cover. I observed Varner pull a kitchen knife from under the pillow and grasp it in a fashion commonly used to stab or slash. Varner looked at me and said, I want to die. I didn't call you, so get the F out of my house. I told dispatch, I guess I sound more like an old man than anything else, but I told dispatch I had a subject with a knife and that it needed, I needed more units. During this time, Lonnie kept trying to advance on Warner, excuse me, Varner to get the knife. I had to tell Lonnie numerous times to back away and to not approach Varner. I tried talking to Varner and calm her down, but nothing would work. Varner told me she was in control of her life and I could not do anything to stop her. Varner looked at me in the eyes and said, if you try and get the knife, I'll stab you and kill you. 
I killed four Japs in World War II, and I wouldn't bat an eye killing you. Now, Sounds what was like she, she doing killing crazy. Japs in World War II? <laughs> I didn't think they were recruiting female soldiers back then during the draft. Well, it, I'm not going to say that it, it's never happened that a woman has killed four men. It's just really rare. And uh, the likelihood that she managed to do it in World War II doesn't, and it doesn't seem likely to me. At this time, I was in fear for the safety of uh, Lonnie, Varner, and myself. I maintained my location and waited on additional units. Officer Tinga and Sandberg arrived and assisted me on trying to calm the situation. When Varner saw the other officer, she took a more aggressive posture on the bed and raised the knife above her head and said, If you come any closer, you're getting the knife! At this time, along with the other officers, I had, adjusted, uh, had exhausted attempts at verbally getting Varner to comply. I told Varner if she didn't drop the knife, she would force us to use our tasers. She continued to be aggressive and furthered my fear of injury to others and myself. I deployed my department-issued taser using cartridge number blah, blah, blah. One of the taser prongs made contact with her upper chest, but the other embedded in a blanket, as the report showed. She continued to stare at me. I told the officer that the taser wasn't working. He deployed his... And so they, so the 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 missing the fact from the courthouse Here news is story the threat of was the, that she of had a blade. Yeah, but on the other hand, how this, dangerous could it be? I, I I think you know the libertarian answer here is that lady should be able to do what she wants with her life and yeah. her 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 body. So she should have been left to her own devices. Um, uh, you know, if she wanted to have a medical tech check her out, then that's what she should be able to do. The the threatening only commenced when her property was violated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, clearly, the story isn't as outrageous as it uh, as the as as their complaint filed by their lawyer here. Um, well, I think the outrage is Brian that, Bell Esquire. Well, I think the outrage is that the cops continue to do something against the will of this uh, of this woman. I mean, she said, "I don't want you." Well, she likely would have allowed the paramedics to. But come they're in supposed and to stop suicides, you know. And I think that's outrageous. I it's think they silly. should leave. They should leave people alone. In many cases, especially suicides where they're um, making a big, uh, not making a big mess for someone else. It's one thing yeah. if you're going to jump off a building and uh, land on someone's car blow and destroy your head it. Off. Uh, well, blowing your head off. I mean, obviously, it can it can be a danger. It depends on where you blow your head off. It's going to be a mess. If I well, if if I go out in my woods and I decide that uh, the, the the way that I wish to die is well, to blow my head happen. off, yeah. then that's the, what I wish to do. But if you're blowing your head off in my bathroom, that's going to be a mess. Right. If you want to go to somebody's uh, you know a public restroom and do it or something like that yeah. of for the added uh you know juice you'll get out of it uh, that's there's something that's wrong <laughs> apparently while at parkview uh the allegation is that varner made several statements of killing the police varner told me she was going to kill every officer that was in her apartment <laughs> when she got out varner told me she was going to snap my neck like a twig just like she did during world war ii yep Oh, leave the crazy old lady alone and let her take her damn pills. <laughs> if, if, if the paramedics had just shown up and uh, it had just been the nice boys in the paramedics uh, uniform, she probably wouldn't have responded in the same way. And yeah. if she'd responded by th- by flinging a blade, you know, whipping a blade out and threatening the paramedics, then maybe that would be the time to uh, to call the police. And uh, anyway, let's go to your phone calls. John is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, what's on my mind? I don't know. I just heard this thing about, like, you know, being pissed at it. No, taking your blood if you're smoking and driving, like a gut stone. What, what's the, the amount of time, like, the shit can be in your system? 30 oh, days, Oh, my right? goodness. Drop we've got to let you go. Thank you for the call. You can't say that word on the radio. He said, uh, how, what's the length of time the S can be in your system? Referring to marijuana. 
Yeah. Well, I hear up to 30 days. That's what I've heard. You know, we yeah. here on Free Talk Live are not scientists. We and- are not. And there are a variety of factors that are involved, uh, how frequent of a smoker that you are. So the people that were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it may be 30 days for them before they uh, they get it out of their system, provided they don't smoke more. But if you're just like if you're an occasional smoker, if you're like a mm, once a month kind of smoker, it may not last for 30 days. Yeah. So it all just depends. There, there's no easy answer there. If you're looking to uh, to escape a drug test or something like that, you know there are suggestions for their products that will claim to work miracles. Uh, in some cases, it could just be as simple as drinking a whole lot of water to kind of flush your system in advance, uh, a day in advance, that kind of thing. Anyway, we're out of time for tonight. Uh, remember, try to avoid calling the cops uh, whenever you can because they might come and shoot your grandmother with a taser. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. 